1: Live from Estopan All-In.
0: It's the Vamos Morados podcast.
1: Powered by the state of Louisville.
0: Welcome to the Vamos Morados podcast on the state of Louisville podcast network. I am your host, Zach. And I'm Benton.
1: And Benton, we have a pretty awesome guest with us this week. We do. We do. We couldn't do it alone. So we brought in, a, we called a friend last minute too. So uh, props for the flexibility. Mr. Tyler Crane. Tyler, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing great, guys. I appreciate you all having me on. I listen to you guys' stuff pretty regularly, being so close in proximity down in Lexington. I like to just hear what's going on with Louisville and um, especially thinking about maybe somewhere in the future we could face off more often than not. So I gotta oh, yeah. we're going to get there. into that. Yep. <laughs> yeah yeah. For,
1: for those of you not familiar with tyler tyler is uh he kind of do, he does something like similar to to me on the lexington side whereas he does a lot of riding and whatnot for um uh, for the club and you also have a podcast as well so you're keeping very busy as well so we thought, thought we would and see how things are going because zach we had a we had a light week or a week we kind of went to just kind of yeah race, over.
0: <laughs> racing was off <laughs> city played a friendly and then Played a midweek game that I think we can talk about for the minimum amount of time possible.
1: Yeah, I mean, so the loss to Pittsburgh, which by the time people are listening to this, they'll be a couple games back. I mean, my thing with it is, is that unfortunately we we didn't learn anything new about the team, right? Uh, I mean, I think defensively they're largely sound, except for they fell asleep for one minute. Um, still can't, still can't score. I mean, really, the only time they were remotely dangerous against Pittsburgh was late in the game when it was kind of like desperation through the uh, kitchen sink at them. I um, I consider
0: the two penalty kicks that weren't called pretty dangerous.
1: Yeah, I mean, but at the end of the day, like, there's nothing we can do about that. Like, like, like we can't just prey on getting penalties. We have to control what we control. We've complained about the officiating enough for this season. Like, sure, it's like definitely like a factor considered. I feel like they're pretty blatant i'm trying to be like objective when watching those calls but uh yeah at the end of the day we just kind of got to gloss over that and just focus on what we can do and and i mean creating and scoring has has really been that struggle and i uh, i don't know what the, what the answer is you know ben i think we're getting
0: we're getting too deep too quick i think we need a palate cleanser yeah, we had, yeah we had some extra time off this week because they no no racing games so so ben what have you been into this week
1: what have i been into well i took a uh, i took a weekend trip to uh our nation's capital washington dc my wife has never been um so me her, her sister and my brother-in-law we all went there and we walked about four million miles <laughs> in the uh in the blazing heat and we saw uh we saw all the all the touristy things yeah uh, all the different monuments and stuff it was pretty uh it was pretty awesome. I hadn't been there in a number of years. There's just so much to see and do. I saw a bunch of different museums. We stayed in a super cool uh, neighborhood. You got a really neat Airbnb. It was like uh, Douglas Loop, I think it was called, something to that effect. Real mm-hmm. nice area. We looked it up on Zillow and the prices were, yeah. they. Uh, I thought DC's not cheap. They, yeah, there was expensive. I thought I'm like, this is a really cool area. And then I looked at like a like a one or two bedroom, like condo is like 400 square feet. I'm like, that's literally the cost of my house. <laughs> but, uh, but no, had a, uh, had a fun weekend. Just, did you uh, ride the subway while you are there? I did. Yes. I'm, I'm obsessed with that. The public transit, whenever I go places like that, I know that's a, I love that's a hot bushing issue for you. Yeah. I'm all for it. Like if I, I was thinking that like, if I lived here, I wouldn't need a car. I would just ride the Metro and just enjoy life. So um, Yeah. It was a uh, it was a good time so that's what I'm into just vacationing, sightseeing, just in, exploring our world. Going to exactly. some free
0: museums. Yeah, yeah.
1: So saw so the few Smithsonians, whatnot, saw so some some art and uh The Aaron Space Museum is my favorite. I have to hit that up every time we're there. Yeah, that, that we one's... didn't get we didn't yeah, we didn't get to that one. We went to the um natural history museum so I got to see all the dinosaur bones, which is cool. That's a good one too. Like, and uh my brother and sister-in-law are, are, are the more, more the artsy type, so we saw some art ones, um, which some of saw a huge named artist. Like, that was pretty neat.
0: Nice. Yeah, the the botanical gardens are also really nice. That's my yep. wife's favorite.
1: Yep, that's, yeah. uh that was also another thing that was very high on their list, so we we were checking those out. So, you know, it was, uh, it was a really cool, fun time. Glad that we got to do it. Zach, what have you been into?
0: I recently, I ordered a... Uh... A purple denim jacket that's going to be my game day jacket. I just I couldn't help but I I don't know if we're going to post the video, but I'm wearing it right now. I want to cover it in patches, make it like a like a battle jacket. Um, but uh, there were some things I wanted patches of that that I could not find, and I didn't want to just like pay someone else to make them. So this week I have been into needlepoint embroidery <laughs> because I, I got my first one. I got my my little thing. Oh. you already got it on there yeah so it looks great yeah i'm doing i'm doing my own little city and racing logos i'm improving the colors because i'm i can because i'm making them myself (laughs) 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 so yeah i'm working on some of those i also have like an idea for like the main design on the back that i'm working on so i've been
1: been doing a lot of sewing i'm excited for the for the uh, finished product for you to debut it at lynn family stadium
0: well, and also, oh, I'll tell this story because it makes me seem old. So uh, I can't, I, I've hit I've hit an age milestone because uh, I, I can no longer find clothes that are the cut I want because fashion has changed and everything's really baggy now. And so uh, I also got to tailor a jacket for the first time this week because the, <laughs> the jacket got here and it fit me like across the shoulder shoulders and height wise. So it was like it was the right size. But the sleeves were like three times as like wide as I wanted them to be. They it looked like I was wearing a parachute. I got the I broke out the sewing machine and took the the jacket in and made it fit a little better. And that's as a first,
1: you're a man of many talents.
0: (laughs) There's some serious skills. (laughs) Thanks. We'll see how long I go before I just pop a seam out at a game.
2: At least you have the tools to fix it if it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll you be easier the second time, right.
0: So, uh, so Tyler, what have you been into
2: this week? Nothing too crazy. Um, been really, really busy with the kids. Um, summer for me. Um, I teach. Well, I'm not a teacher anymore. Now I'm a school librarian. Um, so I'm doing all that. I spent all day today moving like three thousand books and <laughs> some shelves. So I'm <laughs> I'm beat. But I know that's not too terribly exciting. But uh, just been trying to. To take them going, dude, and stuff, uh, going to the zoo up in Louisville. We go there pretty often. We're members and, and staying busy. And then uh, my wife and I got a little bit of a, a mini escape. We got to go have lunch and see Indiana Jones. So that was nice because we don't get that too terribly often. We don't have a whole lot of family um, here. So that's few and far between. But it's just nice. It's been nice. Being around the family and enjoying the the waning days of summer before we have to return to school and and all the chaos that the beginning of the year uh, brings with it but it's been fun
0: it's like it's a great yeah.
2: place to, to bring the kids yes yeah we love it we frequent it uh pretty often so it's i mean it's such a short trip and it's it's easy you go you wear out the kids you let them see animals you let them <laughs> do all the other little stuff and then you come home and then they're like oh i'm ready to go to bed and i'm like oh man you guys are ready to go to bed at seven that's too bad. Okay. <laughs> so,
1: I'm taking notes right now. Off of that.
2: <laughs> I
0: feel like when we take our daughter to do like physically taxing things, it seems to just give her more energy.
2: I feel like I feel like the more we try to wear her out, the later she stays up to spite us. Yeah. Sometimes that happens with our oldest. He's uh, he's five, <laughs> and he will like get this weird extra energy, and so he, he's sitting there trying to go to sleep, and sometimes he's like afraid of the dark, so he wants me to kind of hang out for a little bit. And he'll start asking me a bunch of questions. And I have to literally be like, okay, man, it's time to go to sleep. And then all of a sudden, before I know it, he starts snoring. It's just like he shuts off all of a sudden. And I'm like, what's just happened? <laughs> You're Are- like going full force into like these really deep questions. And then all of a sudden, it just stops.
0: <laughs> we uh, we know our daughter's about ready to go to sleep because she'll start singing like full top of her lungs. She'll no. Yeah. And then just silence. She's out.
2: <laughs> Kids are wild, man. I swear that's how it goes. <laughs> they go from 60 to zero. <laughs> uh,
0: so, uh, well, oh, Ben, you want to, you want to get into some soccer talk?
1: So yeah, Tyler, we want to, we went to talk to you and, and see what was going on. We want to hear what was going on with Lexington, your experience doing all the things that you do being involved, um, and the evolution of of your guys' fan base. I know that uh, that you're not the only one that's been closely following Lexington. so so help fill us in. Um, I mean, first off, how has Lexington been doing in their inaugural season?
2: You know, with this being our our very first year, um, everything starting from scratch, like ground zero all around, right? And nothing existed before this. Um, I mean, you could argue the youth program. Um, had had existed because we absorbed one that was already around. Um, but everything else was so fresh. You know, I, I had reasonable expectations, I feel, and I still do. Um, but I think we all kind of have this understanding that we're probably not going to win the league in year one. And that's how we try to be a Debbie Downer. But it's just very hard to do right off the bat when you're you're getting your legs under you. And our club they've always touted it from day one they want to develop youth they want local players they want to think of the long game so we didn't necessarily take the approach that some other clubs have taken where it was just spend a ton of cash and then see who makes a splash right it was it was more let's let's invest and see what grows and how we can really foster these things and then in coming years really make a name for ourselves and I think we're seeing that um you know it's We've had highs and lows. Um, we're not winning a ton of games. We're we're you know going toe to toe with tough opponents, and we're showing that we can handle our own. We even had a pretty solid stretch of draws where, uh, I think it was like five draws in a row. So, not not what you necessarily wish upon your team, but it's not a loss. And so we were feeling hopeful here lately. Some more losses, <laughs> you know, and and especially to, to teams like we went up against Central Valley this past weekend, and. You know, we got beat by Tormenta 5-1 a couple weeks ago, or three weeks now, and in a weird way, losing to Central Valley this weekend, 2-1, was in some ways a little bit more painful, and I think that's because, you know, you, you kind of expect that your team is going to eventually have one of those weird blowout games where they get destroyed, but then everything turns, and we haven't quite turned yet, but it, it's one of those situations where you got to keep the faith, and you got to understand what you're dealing with, and this is this is the long game so i think that you know we have sections of fan that are fans that are understanding that and see that and can tell okay we're, we're building and these pieces are going to end up leading us somewhere and then you know obviously just like with any fan base you have certain sections of the fan base that are like why aren't we winning and why aren't we like number one in the standings and they, they're not quite seeing that's that big picture but i i can't fault them you know I, you know I, I totally understand where they're coming from because everybody wants their team to win but i I feel we've got half the season left, just about 15 more games. So 15 more games in an ideal world, that's 45 points left on the table, <laughs> you know. And and if you can win more than than you draw or lose, then who knows where you end up. I mean, last season in League One was pretty insane, and a lot of teams that people had written off at this point ended up making a run, and a lot of teams that people thought were going to make it into the playoffs started stumbling. So it just takes a you know a good turn of fate. And before you know it, you're, you're where you want to be. And they
0: Lexington's been in games. You mentioned it. So it, it only takes a couple of those flipping the other way to really yeah. make a difference in the second half.
2: I, and I'd agree. And I feel like these last three games are the only three games in the season where I've really felt like what's going on um, because we've been building momentum all season. Even the games that we had lost or tied, it felt like we were seeing each little thing that, wasn't clicking starting to click like one by one they were starting to fall into place and i, I don't know what happened with the Tormenta game it was just this weird outlier and since then it's like our identity is a little bit broken um and, and i feel like maybe it, i don't know if it's like a confidence issue or what but we haven't been playing the same ever since then and, and i'm sure they'll get right i'm sure that it'll it'll start clicking again and we'll we'll find that identity once more um, but these last three games have felt a little strange because it's just not it's just not what we're used to seeing with them. And a lot of it might also be just experimentation, you know, with so many guys. A lot of them are new to the league in general. Um, we, we have players that this is their first professional signing ever. And so, you know, you're going to play around. You're going to figure out who's going to click best with who. You're going to try and find that synergy on the field um, and, and ideally maybe a couple different permutations of that. And so I feel um, that's maybe what this first half of the season has been is what's working, what's not, let's just take our lumps. If something doesn't work so that way we can use that to learn and build for the future um, later on down in the season. So we'll see where it goes. I'm staying hopeful. I'm staying positive.
0: Yeah. Something you mentioned that I wanted to, to give props to Lexington on is like, you mentioned like the academy, and uh, I'll throw in the the women's side as well. I I I really appreciate that Lexington did not just like get a team and buy a bunch of players. They really are like setting up academy, like getting the the women's team um, together. I think that you really love to see more of that in the state, and, and uh, yeah, I mean we mentioned possibly getting the to play in the future but the we already do get to play on the in the W League so yeah. i think that that has been a lot of fun this year keeping I'm up with you, that by the way.
2: <laughs> yeah, i think you won that series <laughs> the W League team is pretty good for for racing. yeah yeah yeah, and I, that's exciting, too. I love having the W League here, especially with Super League eventually coming. Yeah. Um, that, that's super neat to, to have that going on. I didn't get to make as many W League games as I would have liked because a lot of them were midweek or, you know, away. Um, but it was so fun to see. And, and like you said, the investment in the, the youth players. Um, I, I don't know. It's just next level, especially if you get those moments where you get some behind the scenes looks into what's going on with the team. Like I'm blessed to be able to do every once in a while. I'm not saying I have like a ton of extra like insight or access, but I do have a little bit um, here and there where you you see that and you're like, okay, so that's what you're doing with these players. And that's what your intention eventually is to, to, to be, to have them, you know, develop and learn and then take the wheel at some point And hopefully, you know, we can have that that idea of 70% of our players are coming from the local scene and then that's going to get a crazy amount of buy-in people in the region, you know, like everybody's going to want to go see their friends and their family go play, so I'm hoping that that actually comes to pass and we can pull that off.
0: And I've been surprised with with Louisville City because, I mean, you know, the academies are the long game, but I've been surprised with Louisville how quick that has started to to pay off i mean like mm-hmm. elijah <laughs> going yeah. to europe this year that like I, I think uh louisville there's a lot of soccer talent in kentucky yeah. that i think has gone sort of un untapped for mm-hmm. for a long time and so i i think all of these academies are primed to to really like hit the ground running there, there's already like a lot of good youth players uh in the state so
1: yeah that, i think that that is just gonna get better and better as time goes on now um teller i know i believe it's fox is a um is a lexington or he's a louisville native who kentucky native we'll just call it that
2: yeah uh, i was just, just thinking it's like a hybrid lexington louisville
1: <laughs> yeah we um now have have any um any local guy like actually like lexington guys gotten a chance to play with the club yet or has there been any of these uh, any academy signings i know they have that contract
2: Type that allows to preserve uh, collegiate eligibility. I don't know. Have they leveraged that at all yet? We do have um, one academy signing and it's uh, a goalkeeper. Um, So Luke, he he signed um, right at the beginning of the season. He's not had any action in any games, but he's Mm -hmm. always there with training. He's always there with the team. And so I think he's one of those players that they're really looking to invest in and put some time into developing as far as um, appearances for the team. Um, we have Diallo Irokoze, and then we also have Kimball Jackson, who are locals, um, both of them from Lexington. They've, uh, they've, they're have they definitely, like, there for the development piece, but they've gotten some playing time. Diallo more so at the beginning of the season. He he featured mm-hmm. a few times, maybe three or four, I believe. Um, Kimball actually featured the full game against you all in the Open Cup. He played that full 90, and he did really well, you know, because b- both of them um, – I guess now they're they're going to be sophomores in college, so um, really young guys, um, first professional team that they've been signed to, um, and and I'm excited. You know, it, I hope that all this time with these other players is really going to help foster that development with them, and we're going to see them having a really big impact on the field at some point.
1: And um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe your um, your sporting director is also your head coach, and Sam Sto- Sam Stokley is that is that correct? Sam Stokley, yeah, yeah. Stokley, um, coach, coach Stocks. What? Um, so obviously, I guess he's 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 had a hand in in developing this this mentality of of, of being very youth focused as well, which is pretty cool. Um, how how has he been? I, I imagine you've gotten to talk to him on occasion or two.
2: Yeah. I mean, my impression, I don't spend as much time with him as people like that are officially affiliated with the club. But um, from my impression and interactions that I've had with him, he's a really genuine guy um, and he's been very open. Um, he, he's somebody that I've been able to reach out to and he he will work with me on things. And that's been really nice. And he's always consistent in his vision for the club. Um, and I think that that's really important because he, he doesn't waver. He has this idea of like, here's what we want. Here's our goal. And this is a process and he wants results. You can tell he's like a really passionate guy and he wants things to actually happen, but he also is very progress focused. So progress over results in a lot of ways. And I think that's something that's um, played to his strengths and why he's been able to pull in um, some of the players that he's been able to and get them to come play here um, is just, you his ability to connect, and and you can just tell his genuine passion for the game and his genuine passion for developing players, and, and he wants to make this team something. Um, it's not just like a got hired as a coach and sporting director, hang out a little bit and then move on. You can tell he's very invested, and I think that he he does a really good job of getting that across to the players and, and the fans, in my opinion, um, and, and I think that he's the right guy for the job. I think that he has the right mentality. As far as how he's approaching things,
0: I have a fun question: How come? Yeah, yeah. How come you guys have four kits and we don't even have three yet? I, I feel like that's not fair. You guys we're are league one.
2: For fashion board, we're just we're just trying to compete all these USL one teams, um, trying to just amass as many kits as possible. It there's is a, a lot. lot of, there's was, a lot of good league one kits. Yeah, I, and I know it'll be a while before we start competing with the likes of like Ford Madison and stuff, but.
0: Um, oh, there, yeah
2: i I was i was honestly genuinely surprised whenever i learned about the fourth i had a feeling we'd get three and then whenever i learned about the fourth one i was like oh okay yeah. which i'm not mad at it that fourth one is actually super nice in person like I, a couple people were like well it's just plain black with the green but in person it's just i don't know with the nike vapor mm-hmm. um patterning and then plus the badge on it the badge plus is- like
0: Neon green over black is a good. Like it's a that's a yeah, good combo. That that pops,
2: yeah. right. Well, and it's kind of neat too because um, whenever I was at our season ticket holder event uh, a couple weeks ago, they actually said that the green that's in the lettering and on the badge on the black kit that's actually our true green. That is like our official number one color. And we're just we can't get it on the the Nike kits. We can't get a kit Mm. with that on there because they don't offer it. So the next best thing is to get it on the badge and and on the lettering. And that's the kit that has like the true green, which is kind of a neat little like Easter egg, I guess, maybe for that fourth kit. So it's it's kind of cool.
1: I still need to get one of the Lexington kits. I so said I was going to do that. Um, but I did remember the question I was originally going to ask, and that was about yeah. rivalries. Um, yeah. You had this you, – you, I think you guys are ne- unique, or at least relative to us, where you had, I'll say, at least two rivals, one in a like a local rivalry with, uh, with Louisville in some capacity, although we're not going to play that much, but another with uh, one Knoxville, um, with there just being this inherent rivalry between – Lexington, Knoxville, Kentucky and Tennessee. We didn't have that really with racing or Louisville City from from the get-go. So I mean what's it been like facing off uh, against rivals and already having kind of a spicy match on the calendar of the circle?
2: That is like' it's super cool. I, I, it's weird because nobody's really talked a whole lot about like uh, the idea of like a Louisville rivalry because I think a lot of people are trying to wrap their minds around like how USL works in lexington yeah. i think that's still fresh for a lot of fans and so they're just like louville has a team why aren't we playing them you know what i yeah. mean but i think that <laughs> that's that that's one that's going to take off like if if this whole pro real thing goes down and we start seeing yeah. you guys more often i think that's going to be a super spicy rivalry i love it um so right now i kind of i think a lot of us get to enjoy like either some people it's indifference for me i like following you guys and and i don't necessarily like I'm not out there being like, yes, Lou City. But I do I do like supporting. I like when you guys succeed. I think it's cool because, you know, you guys are a Kentucky team as well. And I know some people out there are like booing and hissing at me right now. But <laughs> it's true. I, I like to see you guys succeed until we're officially competing against one another. You got my vote. Yep. Um, the Knoxville thing is interesting. And I, I feel that was a, a really smart thing to, to develop right off the bat because there's that natural rivalry between Lexington in Knoxville anyway because of college sports and I don't know that the rest of USL one quite understands it because whenever it was first announced by the league um, a lot of people were like the league manufactured this rivalry and I was like no no if you if you know college sports that's not manufactured (laughs) like there's already like a deep-seated we don't want you to win (laughs) and we want to rub it in your face and and I think that the league just was able to work with the team and recognize that that was already there and they're like well yeah then it's obvious um, and it's 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 been pretty spicy um, one Knox is in our mentions like nothing else like there will be a post about some random thing that has nothing to do with Lexington and I'll see at least like 10 one Knox supporters being like oh but did you know Lexington and I'm like oh my gosh like this has nothing to do with us Like <laughs> what is happening and then uh, god forbid you go on there and say man we're on your mind an awful lot and then like 40 more show up and you're like okay cool <laughs> but yeah it has been it's been neat like because i've gone i went to the knoxville game at the very beginning of our season and as much as they like tout being like oh we're gonna make this a tough time for you when you come down here they were all super nice <laughs> it was like actually a pretty good experience going down there even though well, we it lost. should be. yeah and, and it, that's what was kind of neat though you know you you see that these rivalries as as they get on twitter or whatever you, you see the people in person and then and they're cool and, and at the end of the day, you're able to be like, okay, we can kind of give each other a bunch of crap during the game, but outside of it, we can be cool with one another.
0: Yeah. Nobody wants 80s Premier League <laughs> <No>. <laughs> getting in big fights outside the stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, me you, <laughs> you mentioned like the manufactured versus like real thing. It reminds me of like with Louisville City, like Indy's close to Louisville, but it has mm-hmm. never felt like, a rivalry other because other than like it being a a good away game to go to because it's an easy drive like I don't I don't really feel a lot of rivalry or animosity against the city of Indianapolis whereas like Cincinnati the moment they joined the league like that was a that was a thing I still get Cincinnati people in my mentions like (laughs) randomly even though they've not even been in the league for several years (laughs) like that that's that's there's such a big difference between a a genuine like organic rivalry and something that's just like this. These two teams are close together. We're trying to make this a
2: thing. Right. Yeah. I, I noticed that all an awful lot where I follow so many loose city supporters. There'll be that random stray sensey person. that's just <laughs> like, Hey, did you know that loose city doesn't like puppies? And I'm like, where, where did that come from? <laughs> you guys are in the NLS now. Why are you coming after them?
1: Yeah. They, they can't get away They can't, they can't forget us. Yep. Um, I want to pivot a little bit. I want to get a little bit meta and I want to talk about your guys' fan base and I guess kind of the evolution of that. And you've had a pretty unique vantage point to everything around that. Because, I mean, even before the club was like early on, like in the club's, like, I don't know what, what part of the cycle, but well before that they even kicked a ball, you already like, you know, I'm in this, I'm in, I'm in the thick of it. And so you've had a front row seat to, I guess, kind of, from from nothing to no SG existing, I remember talking to you back then. Yeah. To all of a sudden, now you have you guys have the railbirds. So can yeah. you can you guys talk to me a little bit about the uh, the growing fandom in Lexington?
2: Man, it's it's been wild. I mean, you know, because you were one of the first people that I connected with when I started doing this. Like I just on a whim, I was talking to a buddy and I was like, "Hey, we got a team coming." Whenever it was announced in October of that year. And I was like Nobody, nobody's gonna write about this or, or talk about it should i just start writing about it and, and make some accounts and he's like i don't know do what you want so i did what i want and i started making connections and and at that point there were very few people that were aware of the team or even talking about it sometimes you know being on twitter and whatnot i was just talking into the void and, and it was like <laughs> lucidity people being nice and liking my stuff and being like yeah yeah your team doesn't exist (laughs) yet but that's cool dude um so it's kind of one of those surreal moments where you you know when i started this i kind of imagine how cool it would be for this to to happen but you go from an idea to seeing the team playing and sometimes i stop and i'm just like this is wild like how often are you there for the birth of a team and, and you see everything happen but the most exciting thing for me is, like you said, the development of the fan base and making connections, and how many more people are getting involved. Um, because at, at first, I felt like, I don't know, it was really fun, but it was also like this weird burden to try and get people to like, you know, hey, there's a soccer team coming. Hey, there's a soccer team coming. And, you know, I was actually, um, you know, able to meet with the the two guys that had the idea for starting a so- supporters group. Um, that was just something that, you know, as much as I appreciate what supporter groups do and they are super important and vital it wasn't something that I I really wanted on my plate to, to begin one I kind of had my in my mind that I was going to do more of like the Benton Newman thing you know and and that was going to be my role and so it was it was cool talking with them helping them connect with other supporter groups in the league and then it evolved to the point where now you start having other fans that are start learning they're just like wow there's a supporter group what is this what do we do? How do we help? And now we're to the point where you have all these these members, and they're, they're trying so hard to grow. They want to grow so bad, and I think that they will um, because, as you guys know, like sometimes supporters groups are just such a foreign concept to a lot of people here in the U.S. because you don't really have an, an equivalent in other sports. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, I don't know, this weird ethereal idea, and I think people get intimidated thinking they have to be a super fan that dedicates their whole life. And that's not what it is. And I think ours is doing a good job of trying to convey that and reach out to people and say, hey, like you can you can have a 40 hour a week job and kids and just show up for a game. And if you feel like banging a drum, cool. And if you don't just sit in the crowd wherever you want with with whoever you want, it doesn't matter. So we have, you know, people like Kate LaSalle and, and James Lyons and John Luns- or John Hunt, and John Lunsford. There's just a whole bunch of people that are doing a really good job of getting that off the ground. And even beyond that, um, seeing some of those people starting to make their own content related to the team to, to gain interest. You know, uh, John Hunt of one of the RailBirds uh, members, actually member of our um, leadership group, he's on Bluegrass SoccerCast talking about Lexington every so often. Um, we have another fan who's reached out to me recently, um, Dylan Dylan Sweeney. He's starting a newsletter to send out. To fans and so that way people can sign up and then they'll get an email every Monday I believe he said with just some basic info what's going on with the Railbirds include like the player of the match that we decide on um and, and it's just I don't know it's like weirdly wholesome seeing that all start to take shape and just seeing people investing in this team and it feels a little bit more real you know you you feel less like you're shouting into the void and more like you're part of a community and other people are wanting to to be involved in that community. And I'm, you know, I'm blessed to, to be able to make more friends and, and connect with more people. And, and I hope other people are experiencing that same thing. So it's really gotten to this point where it's feeling more tangible than it's ever felt before.
0: And you're making, yeah. you're making me feel nostalgic for watching soccer games at a baseball field. <laughs> Taking me back to the good old days. The way back. Have you uh I, I don't know if I don't know if this has been the same experience from you. Have, have you tired of explaining to people that that they're not a farm team for someone else and it's not a it, there's a difference between lower <laughs> league and minor league?
2: You know, there's not been a ton of that. Um at, at the beginning, whenever the team was more of an idea, we had people on social media that kind of just assumed it was a minor league team um that was just here for whatever and wasn't gonna really last. And I think more people are starting to realize um, as they're getting more familiar with USL that it's it's a little bit more than than what they initially thought. And so there's not been as much, at least not in my experience, of people making that assumption that it's just kind of a, a league where you just go grab some random people off the street that used to play soccer at one point and then you hope that one of them can go onto a new team. I think that they're seeing that we have professionals. And I think a lot of that comes from how accessible the team's been um, you know, cause it, it's really weird how much people can interact with our players and our coaches. <laughs> it, it's, it's strange to me because you're, you're interacting with pro players and pro coaches. Um, and, and you know, anybody could say, well, yeah, but it's division three or whatever. Okay. But still they're professionals and, and it's wild to me. It, it's so surreal. I mean, I get starstruck whenever I'm down there doing the post-match interviews and stuff. I'm still just kind of like, this guy like knows my name. You know, or or whenever I do an interview with one of the players, and and they're like, "Hey, we appreciate what you're doing," and I was like, "I'm not doing anything. You're playing soccer. I'm just like over here, sounding like a doofus on <laughs> my pod and stuff." But I think that that's helped a lot of fans really understand what this is and who these guys are, just having that access.
0: I'm still amazed anyone it? ever comes on our show to talk to us.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tyler, if you're you're anything like me, that, that feeling of being starstruck being around the players and the staff and stuff like that, it just doesn't go away. Uh, I yeah. I what you were saying there, like it, that 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 totally resonated for me. Uh it's just you know, yeah. pure passion thing and pure love for your club. Um yeah, so really cool. I'm um, glad
0: to hear I think it says a lot about the growth the league has. I, I feel like more and more people because I I just thought the other day how interesting it was the um on ESPN the rundown of all the soccer topics for the day it was mm-hmm. Messi in uh um Messi in Miami uh women's world cup news and then USL pro rel were like the top three topics and so yeah. I think like people are just in general like they've heard of the league a little bit more I think it, even like non-hardcore soccer people kind of have an idea of like where it is, I think that's, it's just like, it's a lot of positive growth that has happened in the last couple
2: of years. And I think that the youth aspect that you were bringing up earlier, I think is a big part of that too. I think that like, I've noticed we've had so many families of our youth players come and enjoy games with those players. And sometimes we'll have teams featured on the field at halftime. So it kind of entices more of our youth players to come with their families. And I think a lot of them are seeing like, oh wait, this could lead to something. Now it might not, because you know we have you know, over a thousand youth players. But for some of them, maybe it will be like a real thing where they're playing for the W Super League or for our USL One team or USL C team or whatever we are at that point. You know, it's 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 neat.
1: Now, um, one thing I've been I'm curious about is, um, I guess, the infrastructure side of things. So, uh, two parts, I guess. Here, one, um, I believe you guys are playing at Georgetown College's uh, football. Um, stadium. um how yeah. has that been like has that been like an accommodating place to play soccer like tailgating getting people from Lexington up to Georgetown I know it's not like a huge hike but it's enough to be kind of annoying and maybe scare away yeah. a casual and I guess the other side of things is, is has there been any developments on the uh, on the development of Lexington's own stadium
2: yeah so the the location that we're at it's like complicated I feel like it changes with the wind um, and any given day that you you put something out there on social media and ask people like, "Hey, how are you feeling about playing here?" You know, one day they're like, "Oh, it's fine. Um, it's great. I love going to games. The atmosphere is cool." And then one day they're like, "Oh, it's it's a hike out there." And uh, you know, I don't know. I, I sometimes I have a little bit of trouble with the argument of like, "Well, it's so far away." Because if you live in certain sections of Lex- Lexington, it's like ten minutes away. Like it's it's really not yeah. that far. And I think that we run into the issue of everybody um, wants to have their cake and eat it, too. They want the stadium next to them um, so it's not a far drive. But they don't want it too close because then they don't want the traffic. And it's like it's got to go somewhere. And if you want it in the city, it's going <laughs> to be far away from some people, and it's going to be close to others. They're not going to put it smack dab in the middle. That's already been decided. It's just not. And, and some so? people have trouble letting that go. Like that that whole downtown location they're like whoa they should have and it was like it's more complex it wasn't that the team didn't want to we they decided you know the city i guess wanted another giant hole for 10 years or something <laughs> oh man I, was, I know that i hole. was so
0: disappointed about all that i was so excited for that like yeah. directly across from Rupp spot yeah. i was i was all amped to come to a couple games a season
2: yes and, and, you know, and I feel like our, our team has been so accommodating with a lot of the, the stuff, you know, like whenever they tried to build off Newtown Pike, you know, a lot of community members in that region were, were expressing concerns, and the team backed off. They tried to say, okay, we hear you. And so we're not going to continue, you know, and I think that was, they were trying to build some goodwill. But I feel like you're always going to have people that are going to be at a certain point, you kind of have to just making. build where you're yeah. not in my neighborhood. Like, yeah,
0: yeah, Louisville built their stadium on like an abandoned lot that needed a ton Mm -hmm. of remediation and nothing else can be built on it. And still there was blowback to that. Like at at a certain point you just have to pick a spot and go. (laughs)
2: Yes. I think that's what they're running into at this point. And, but I mean, Georgetown has been good. They've, they've let Lexington fix up the facilities. They put new turf down. They've got signage everywhere. Like everywhere you look it's Lexington sporting club, this and that. And so it does feel like our stadium. It doesn't feel like we're renting it. Aside from the football lines, but other than that, it feels like it's ours, and I and I think it's it's been good. You know, there have been a few bumps. You know, there some fans are still a little um, upset that you know there's no alcohol sales, so you you can't have that. Um, Tailgating is a little tricky because you can't like set up a a barbecue grill or anything like that. Um, But that's not saying you can't bring food and drinks and hang out with each other out there. It's just a little trickier on a couple of those those fronts, but. I mean, they've done really good with a lot of the stuff as far as the setup, the look, the feel, the the parking, the traffic control. Like, all of it has been smooth, in my opinion, about as smooth as you can make it, um, considering whatever constrictions Georgetown has put on them. And as far as our stadium goes, you know, I've not getting, gotten any updates recently. I know that we're still in, like, one of two lanes, last I heard. Um, we We've got our... Practice facility, our complex being built off of Athens Boonesboro Road. It's coming along pretty awesome. We even have our own black bear in the facility.
1: I I don't know if you saw saw that video.
2: I did. (laughs) There's a black bear wandering around, so that's gonna be our sub, like our super sub. We'll pull that in, and it'll just go. But we we got the facilities coming along really nicely, and you know, there's been a lot of speculation if the stadium's gonna go there as well. It was kind of assumed at first whenever it was announced that the complex was being built. Um, but I know that there's also been some some movement, and some interest from Jessamine County, so just right next door to us, which again is another county. But it's one of those counties where, I mean, I work in Jessamine County. Jessamine County bleeds into Lexington like nothing else. Like it's it's almost becoming like a suburb, <laughs> to be quite honest. And so I know that that's on the table as well. So I I think maybe it's gonna you know turn into one of these things of like which city's gonna play ball a little bit more, but. I don't know for sure because I'm not in that room whenever they're making those types of decisions. But last I heard, it's going to be one of the two, and then hopefully we'll we'll get some movement. We'll have our own stadium. In the meantime, I know we have a, a decent uh, contract with Georgetown College to be able to operate there for a few years. So all else fails. We do have a home, and that's more than what some teams can say. So grateful for that at least.
1: Yeah, one one day, whenever you guys do move on, despite however many negatives that Georgetown might have for you all, you'll still look back at it with uh, with a sense of nostalgia. So yeah,
2: even even, even
1: with even with any of the the downsides, just um, just you know, enjoy your time, enjoy yeah. your time with it. It's part it's part of the story.
2: That's my plan. And and at, at the end of the day, I was trying to remind myself, and I try and remind other people, it's like we have a pro team. Like there aren't there aren't going to be you know, just these perfect setups where nothing is ever wrong. We're always gonna have something that somebody's gonna wish was a little different. But I'm I'm grateful that we have a pro team for soccer here. And I think that it's awesome. And just like the community aspect has been really cool. And I hope more people will start to see it that way and stop focusing so much on like the win-loss column, um, but it'll come.
1: Yep. All with due time. So
2: speaking of grateful, I am
0: grateful for the wonderful products and services that that are advertised on this fine podcast. So, I think I think now will be a good time to maybe take a break and then we get back. I think I want to get want to get personal with Tyler. Yeah, I want I want to dig. That. I want I want to hear
2: about his childhood. I don't wanna... want to me names. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were still friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I messed up the <laughs> We're good.
0: All right, ads. Bye. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you guys in a second.
1: Welcome back to the Vamos Marauders podcast brought to you by the State of Louisville Network. Tyler, we said we went to get personal with you. So I want to hear about your story, your your journey going from just a soccer fan without a team to all of a sudden being a guy writing on a website, doing a podcast for this new team.
0: Can we dig? Can we go a little deeper first? How, how did you get into soccer at the first place? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. How did One you become a, a soccer fan pre Lexington SC?
2: That, that was actually um, how I was a kid. I just was playing from a very early age and I loved it. Um, and then it really took off. Um, I remember like every once in a while, I would stay um, for a couple of weeks with my grandparents over the summer. And, you know, sometimes we'd have some downtime. And I remember there was a World Cup going on. I think I was like eight or something, maybe something like that. I don't know. I remember watching like game after game after game and like this one Argentina match with this insane bicycle kick. I can't even remember who did it. It was so long ago and I was such a little kid, but I just remember getting hooked and I thought it was just amazing, just amazing the things that people were doing in the sport Um, and it made me want to play even more. And so I played as much as I could, as, as long as I could. Eventually, I ended up falling off and, and not playing so much in high school because I got so busy because I ended up taking a bunch of AP classes and I was working. I went ahead and got a job, uh, but I never lost the love for the game. And it was always, you know, a little tricky because finding teams to support. I, I ended up latching on to Columbus crew at the time because that was you know one of the the early teams that was really getting touted by the mls and at that point there weren't a ton of games on tv or anything but my mom drove me up to a couple of games and that was really fun um and then eventually you know things started expanding and then i I started getting more connected with other teams start learning a little bit more about you know international soccer and epl and um decided to hurt myself and become an everton supporter um because I'm, I'm originally from Minnesota, for anybody who doesn't know, so I'm a Vikings fan, so I just felt like that was a very good, um, you know, combination, you know?
0: So, so you're pretty, already right? very familiar with what a relegation fight feels like?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exciting,
0: right? <laughs> so, it, honestly, like, I, I'm as someone who, like, casually follows Everton just because I like the men in blazers, uh, yeah. so I, I always get the Everton fan experience, It mm-hmm. it was depressing, but... This year was much more interesting than the past couple just, like, middle of the table, nothing to play for years. It it does make the year a lot more interesting when you have
2: something to play for even at the bottom. I always try and do the whole thing of, like, whenever we sell, like, our really good players and they start doing good places, I'm like, Evertonian having success. (laughs) Like, look at Romelu Lukaku over there. Look at John Stones winning the league for the 50th time. Evertonians everywhere, you know what I mean? So I try and find those little glimmers of of hope, (laughs) just kind of nestled. But, you know, it just soccer is such a unique sport. I I just feel like it's a very community-focused sport. It's one of those ones where you go watch it with people, but you're really, I don't know, it's like the perfect blend of you're involved in the game because it's exciting, but you're involved in the people that are there too, you know? I feel like some sports, they kind of get heavy on one or the other you know, you're, you're so focused on the game, you lose out on the community, you're so focused on just like being there to chat with other people, you don't really care much about the game. And I feel like soccer is a great blend. And it's really just grown. And, you know, having kids of my own, I, I honestly don't care if they play soccer, I'd love for them to, I'd love for them to love to play it, because I loved it. But I, I I hope one day they like watching it with me. Because I just feel like that's just a cool experience. um, And, and a great way to bond. But you know, that, that's how I kind of started. Um, and to, to go to Benton's question, as far as you know how this all came about, I kind of already gave you guys a little bit of a hint of, of where I started from with, with just thinking, you know what, let's, let's go for this. And I don't know this, when I look back on it, I feel like, man, how self-important were you to think that you matter that much? But it, when I started, I just wanted to be somebody that helped people want to come and watch this team and give it some legs so it could have longevity in the community and be here for as long as possible and i had nobody following me nobody caring about like my soccer stuff most my closest friends in fact don't even like soccer you know so it's it's just it's it's hard and i started from zero but i really wanted to do whatever i could to make people love the team um and and show them that it can be something more than just a sport and i feel you know, you guys get it, being in a college town. I feel here, it's really easy to capitalize on, like, that UK fandom because people, they they embrace it. And a lot of people embrace it because that's where they went to college. But it also becomes, like, this weird thing where, you know, families that are here, you have kids growing up as UK fans, and it's just, like, that's just what you are. That's what you do because it's part of, like, this, this community identity. And I'm like, well, what if we could do that with soccer and with LSC? What if that could be, like, the next thing where – where we're doing this like that. That that's what it becomes, and we have a long road to go. And I I've been wrestling with exactly how to do that and and evolve. And you know, of course, having my own life, I don't get paid. You guys, you guys know what it's like. <laughs> you know, I don't get paid for doing any of this stuff. Um, you know, it's not like I'm getting hooked up on the side with a check or anything. It's it's all out of my own and my own time. And and I've loved it, but it's also like a weird balance too of figuring out like. <laughs> okay you don't necessarily have to make that graphic like you you don't have to do that and my wife is like are you on canva again <laughs> and I'm like maybe Sitting so over there typing on my phone you know <laughs> making some type of statistics graphic or trying to figure out what to do with a pod and 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 what to write and even trimming down what I write because I used to do all kinds of pieces now it's more like match day stuff um but I, I feel I don't know I feel it's it's in a good place like I've already sp- you know, spoken about on here. There are a lot of fans that are starting to step up and also try to really grow this and invest. And I I think that's really cool. I think it's cool that people are feeling like um, they matter in the process and that they can help other people find this community and be a part of it. And I I don't know, I hope I can keep doing it. Uh, I've had a lot of really amazing opportunities. Um, You know, even with my family, like my, my son adores Amal Knight, our goalkeeper. Um, he thinks he's like the coolest ever him and Caleb Fox. There is his two favorites. And so whenever he got a chance to to meet them, because I got to take him to a practice, um, <laughs> he was over the moon. And then in a recent game, a all night even came out and gave uh, my son his gloves signed and everything. And, and he was just blown away, you know, to have these game worn gloves and they're they're game worn. <laughs> and and to just be like, whoa, this is the coolest thing ever. Um, and so. You know, I, I don't expect that I'll ever have any type of um, funds pouring in or fame or any of that. Um, but just those moments have been awesome. Um, and even connecting with so many of the fans it has been great. It's like, I don't know, I've just built so many brand new friendships out of nowhere, um, even across teams. Um, I have a couple of people that are Greenville supporters that I've become really, really good friends with. And um, I, I don't know. It's been a wild journey, and I, I hope it keeps continuing.
0: Yeah, we we I don't do, yeah. get paid, but I did. I did find out this season that uh, I, I get I get a a food voucher with my press pass that I was not aware of last year. So i yeah. i have been I've been trying to eat my way into <laughs> full
2: yeah. compensation this year. <laughs> I will say that's been a perk. My media pass gets me in for free, although I do have two season tickets anyway. But that's been really cool. <laughs>
1: Now, has anybody um reached out to you about your work, whether like online or in person?
2: Um, actually, a lot. Um, it's it's actually kind of funny because sometimes when we go places, um, people will hear my voice and they're like, "I know you," and I'm like, <laughs> do "You do," and my wife is like, "They probably listen to the pod," and they're like, you're crane kicks, Lex," and I'm like, "Yes," <laughs> but it's it's weird, you know what I mean? I feel like weird because like, I'm just some like weirdo just talking on a pod i don't i don't know i don't consider myself like famous or anything but it's happened probably a dozen times (laughs) and and it's kind of funny when it does and i've had actually lots of people reach out um you know just to tell me that they appreciate what i'm doing which is really nice um because you know it's nice to hear that it's nice to hear that people you feel what you are doing is helpful in some way and helping them connect with the game so i think that's pretty cool and been rewarding um, and then a few have, have reached out with inquiries about joining me on the pod, um, which has been neat, or just helping out in some way, shape, or form. Um, even has me kind of toying with the idea of maybe getting a co-host for the pod or maybe more than one co-host. There's been some interest there from people. And I love that idea because as much as I like to talk, it's really weird talking by myself sometimes. Um, yep. I just I just feel like no, it's, it's odd. I'm like, hey, uh, this weekend we won the game and it was pretty cool high five Tyler, and then, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just this weird experience. So, um, you know, I, I hope it can grow. I know it's never going to be like, ASR or something and, you know, that's something that, you know, a lot of Lexington people could probably relate to. It's not going to be like some weird media empire based off of a local sport, but I think it would be really cool to eventually branch out and include some more of those people that have reached out to me, um, interested in, and in helping me in this endeavor. Um, so I don't know. Who knows what will happen with
1: that. It's always nice to have a group run to crack jokes on your uh, podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, when we were starting the uh, pod, like when uh, when the state of Louisville guys reached out to me about this or we kind of got linked up, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this alone. Like no offense. I just refer to as like the madman and uh, like talking to a mic record team. Like I can't do that. Like there's people who can, I like, can more power to them and they, and it can totally work, but I'm not one of them and so I was, and i was looking for somebody i'm like i want somebody smart and somebody who's not always going to agree with me and i'm like Zack, zach zach yeah. i'm like yeah i'm like you're, you're the kind of guy who's going to stand and up you've got one of the something two. we don't huh you disagree you got one of the two and you're smart you got both <laughs> i got both in my partner but uh no I, I for the people listening i know they they can't see me but so much of what you've been saying i'm just sitting here
2: nodding my head like like Tyler, you, yeah. you you get me. <laughs> I, I know, man, and and it's also to like just thinking about the growth, you know. I, with the W League, I tried my best to keep up with it. And W League's actually kind of hard to. That's very to hard. Get information on like I was I was digging. I reached out to a few people in the league, but it's just so difficult. Um, and and even the Super League coming, like already I feel like my plate's full because I have I have a life. I have a full on job. I've got two kids. I got a wife. I got to try and balance all that. And so, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, maybe I do need some help. Maybe I need some people here that can help field some of this whenever that does come our way. And you know, you know, W, w League's already here. So, but as things grow even further, you know, it's it's uh, doing it all on your own is an awful lot, especially if it's not your actual job and yeah. there's no there's no, I don't know, benefit besides just gratification um, or just it being a hobby. So, um, yeah. And not to, not to call
0: anyone out, but some of the W league teams make it hard to follow by not even yes. broadcasting their games.
2: Yes. Posting updates. Yeah. That's, that's been tough. So
1: Tyler, my, my, my one piece of unsolicited advice is just stick with your boundaries. I remember, cause like you talking about the W league and stuff like that, my when racing is coming up. I'm like, well, like we gotta have like, I gotta have something for racing. And I was trying to do both for a little period of time. And yeah. I very quickly realized my, I can't do this. Like, Mm-hmm. i did i went there's i had a certain i had a certain way inside a certain style and i didn't really want to compromise on 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 the quality aspect of things like i just yeah. don't have enough bandwidth and thankfully that's uh, becky came into the picture pretty quickly and so i was able to to walk away at least from like the writing and stuff side with, with racing like you know feeling guilt free knowing that there's some sort of culture and being paid to that in that writing in that capacity but uh but yeah, just don't. Yeah, don't don't burn yourself out. We want you here for a long time.
2: Yeah, you're right about the guilt thing. You know what I mean? Because with W League, yes. I felt guilty that I couldn't make all the games like I do with the USL One team. I felt guilty that I couldn't find the stats, and like I was just like, oh, I feel like a jerk because I'm just not putting this stuff out there. Exactly. But exactly, I, I couldn't. Like I was just overwhelmed because I think you know. I think sometimes people forget with with what we all do that we have other things going on in life. And sometimes you do have to make a choice like, okay, what, what can I devote my time to without burning myself out and without just getting lost in the mix?
1: Yeah. And I'm, I'm particularly feeling this real like meta stuff like this week because like late last week, my computer died. That slowed down me right in the Pittsburgh recap. I still haven't even gotten to the, uh, the friendly we're playing as of this recording, recording a Tuesday, we played Detroit on tomorrow we play mm-hmm. Birmingham on on Wednesday. I'm doing the doing the radio show on like Thursday. I'm gonna to have to write recaps for all these matches and stuff like that. And I'm like, just I feel yeah. like really like in the thick of it. Racing uh, has so. six
0: players in the World Cup this week. Yeah, and the, the yeah, I
1: didn't, yeah. yeah, I didn't even talk about the World Cup side of things too. Yeah, there's a racing ga- game on Friday with that World Cup immediately following. So like, just like soccer, life just feels like particularly like busy, and I just. You have to remind myself like it's you know it's okay you didn't get the right the pittsburgh one right after it happened because you I, I mean my computer broke and i went on my trip and
2: yeah
1: life happens man but uh yeah yeah just gotta not beat yourself up over it
2: no absolutely you're right because i mean that's it's easy to do it's easy to get get lost on that and then think like well if i don't do it who will and it's like it's okay yeah 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 Nobody yeah it does then whatever you know but and, and even like with some of the things that I filled in the gap with the the team and stuff, like the team doesn't do like a player of the match, and actually I actually had a, a fan because I I ask every once in a while, I just like to hear from people like, hey, what would you like to see me do more of? And somebody suggested that, so I started running those. And so I try my best to have everything ready to go and then get the graphic ready. And luckily the team is really cool. And they, if I can't find a good picture, they'll help me out with that. And and sometimes like one of our media guys, I'm like texting them at 11 after a game and I'm like, Hey, you got any cool pictures, <laughs> but you know, they're really accommodating with, with helping me out with that. Cause I think they understand that I'm, I'm trying to help them. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm not saying, you know, it's not like they're taking advantage, but I think they also understand like it's free help. And I think that they are like, okay, he's doing this and it's free. So let's help him w- with what we can <laughs> to, yeah. to make that happen. And I think that that's, that's been helpful.
1: They should totally be, you know, helping you out a bit, you know, as, as you kind of earn trust and, and build relationships with, with these people. Cause you know, again, you're, you're, you're helping kind of promote this, this product. You're, you're definitely doing it from a, from, from a pan, fan perspective, but ultimately at the end of the day, like there, there's some benefit involved for them. So I hope that they, they, they take care of you.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They've been they've been great.
1: Make it a fun, enjoyable experience. Absolutely. Do some rapid fire. I do. Yeah, let's do some rapid fire. I got all
0: right. Uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna run through these. All right, favorite Lexington spot.
2: Oh, that's tough. Uh dang, we gotta do this to me. Um, poppies.
1: <laughs> poppies. What's that?
2: It's a Mexican restaurant. Actually, my son loves it. And so we go there like once a week, but it is very good. And they're super cool people. Favorite Um, month of the year? Favorite what? Favorite month of the year. Oh, January. It's my birth month. (laughs) Oh, that's an
0: interesting choice.
1: Yeah. We don't get a lot of January's.
2: Yeah, I like winter anyway. So,
1: Uh, favorite movie?
2: Ooh, probably Gladiator. Ooh, with Scott. Nice. What uh? What movie or
0: TV show scarred you the most as a kid?
2: Oh, dang! I don't know. That's a that's a tough one. Movie or TV show that scarred me the most? Probably. Um. Oh, why can't I think of the name of it? You know, the movie The Dinosaurs, Littlefoot, Land Before Time. Land oh, Before Time that's I, pretty. Yeah, it was, it was like grandma or mom dinosaur dies and then the T-Rexes and all that. And it was, it was heavy.
1: (laughs) The first one was heavy.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, What non uh, Lexington SC teams do you follow the
2: most? Um,
1: Yeah.
2: Everton is one um, actually a Minnesota United fan being from Minnesota. Um, I was following them before um, they got promoted up to MLS. Or I guess you can call it promotion. I don't know. Until they bought into MLS. <laughs> but I still follow them pretty closely. Yeah, that's right. I like the quotations.
0: <laughs> uh, favorite ice cream player flavor?
2: Um, Probably going to have to go with Peanut Butter Buckeye. Ooh, that's it.
1: Yeah. Now that's your choice, I like that. Yeah. Now that you're a librarian, we got to ask this one. Favorite book.
2: The Alchemist Ooh. by Paulo Coelho. I know that's kind of like – it seems like a lame one because a lot of people probably had to read it when they were in school. Um, I didn't have to read it, but I found it, and it was like I – I don't know, it was one of those books where I was like, okay, this makes sense.
1: <laughs> I've seen that oh. one. I got to check it out.
0: It's good. Would you rather Lexington win the regular season or win the playoffs?
2: Mm, I mean, I, I'm going to go with um, – Let's do playoffs. Let's do playoffs. We'll do that.
1: Very there, was a, yeah, there was a, there was a, there was a, there was a right and wrong answer for that one. You got it right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I know. Like It's it's nice when you win the regular season, because then you're like, Hey, look, we made it to the top. Everybody else is lower. But then I feel like at the end of the day, you know, you get to those playoffs and you have to do business. And I think that that's the people that get remembered. So I don't know. We'll do playoffs. All
0: right. That was all mine. You got any more, Ben?
1: No, I'm not good at thinking these on the spot. You're much, know, you're much better good. at
2: that. Yeah, you had those like on the fly. That was awesome.
0: I got a couple that we've been doing with everyone. So I got like I got a couple just like on lock now. And then I tried to because it's been players. I tried to avoid any of the player specific ones. Yeah. yeah. Although, okay, you mentioned you played soccer, so I can give you. I it. would you rather play in
2: zero degree cold or 100 degree heat? Oh, cold all day. Yes. I know yes. the soccer ball. That's hurts. another I one where there's radical. a correct answer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I, I hate the heat. <laughs> oh,
0: gosh. I yeah. can't imagine playing like in the weather we had today. I know. Like I, <laughs> I think I, I would cold. actually die.
2: Yeah. I mean, because you, you work up such a sweat anyway when you're playing. And, and I don't know. I just always preferred it. Like, I mean, yes, when the ball hits you in the face, like you felt like a rock got thrown at your head. Um, But I don't know. Everything else about it was preferable.
0: I can always throw a jacket in cold, but like I said before, I can't take off my skin. So I'm kind
1: of, you can only do yeah. something.
2: You get it. See, this is what I always tell people. You can always <laughs> put more layers on. You have a limit to how many layers you take off. Exactly. See?
1: <laughs> exactly. Maybe I'm right, going well, you guys
2: such a hard time whenever we do face you all.
1: <laughs> Tyler, before we fully wrap
2: things up, where can people find you in all of your work? Oh, yeah. So um, all social media that I'm on, um, I haven't joined too many of like the the random new ones yet. So I'm not on like threads or anything like that, but Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, I'm on all those. And it's all um, at Crane kicks Lex, every single one of them. I managed to get that handle. Apparently it wasn't desirable before me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm on all that. Um, I do have a site where... My pods are all housed as well as any of my write-ups. So they're all um, at Um It's kind of a, a basic website and you're probably gonna get some of those like random ads that you're like, what is this? But um, again, I don't get paid for this. So I'm trying to do free where I can do free.
1: <laughs> and your uh, your podcast, is it Crane Kicks Lux?
2: Yep, it's Crane Kicks Lux too. Yeah, I looked out and all that stuff was available and it's on. Apple, Spotify, like everything.
1: You heard that, people. Go ahead and subscribe, like, rate, review, both his
2: and our podcasts.
1: Two for one.
2: Get knocked two out at the same time. Yeah, I've done a ton of interviews too, so... I, I i'm particularly proud of those ones because those ones are cool especially my most recent one was with uh our captain charlie machel and i think it's a really good one he's got some interesting stories because he's been all over the world so i'd love for people to check it out give it a shot um i don't blame you if you don't want to listen to the ones where it's just me but don't worry on all the descriptions i always say if there are other people involved those are way better promise <laughs>
1: <laughs> well tyler i you know i i know i I have I have ties back to Lexington from my UK days and living there a number of years. So I appreciate the work that you're doing keeping me plugged into my uh the place I used to call home and the and the growing club there. I like that we have kind of a friendly rivalry going on with them. Hopefully one day Pro Rail yeah. happens, you guys can get promoted and yes. we can play each other and maybe a proper real rivalry can develop aside from the except for these like one off like open cup meetings. I say until then we always the have got the open
2: cup. Yeah. Yeah hey yeah and, and when that happens you know you guys can tell like cincy supporters to kick rocks we can tell knoxville supporters to kick rocks because then we'll have the real deal rivalry happening you know the only one that'll matter
1: <laughs> kentucky
2: united yeah yes
1: <laughs> there we go well no, Tyler, appreciate we appreciate it, guys. yeah thank you for coming on and no short notice too so props to you for being flexible we appreciate that around here
2: yeah i appreciate it, you all
1: so all right, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Tyler, again, thanks for joining. We will be back mm-hmm. next week, and what we got, we're gonna have two Louisville City matches and a racing match to talk about. The better I'll be winning. I need some wins in my life. Yeah, and he injects some three points in these veins. <clears throat> so, we'll be back next week. Take care. Thanks for tuning in. Vamos, Marauders. Bye, y'all.